Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you! More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all, with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to The Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 1042. Today we hear from Tim, who asks, I've looked back at the first novel I ever wrote when I was 14 over the last week. What I found there surprised me. It had a stronger theme than most of my books. So the question I have goes, what kind of value do you place on the theme, whether discovered or planned, in a work of fiction? This is one that's not an straightforward answer even though it's pretty simple. The simple answer is the stories that stick with people are the stories that have very strong themes. Whether deliberate or accidental, they have very strong themes and the theme is present on multiple layers and you have a resonance going on. Uh, Dave Wolverton slash Dave Farland wrote a book called Resonance for Writers or something like that. We'll link to it in the show notes if we can find it. Hopefully I'm remembering the title correctly, which covers this topic very, very well. So theme, very important if you're wanting to really connect with your audience. Not all fiction needs to really connect with its audience, as the MCU shows. <laughs> now, I can sit here and shit on the MCU all day long, and it deserves every inch of it. But the truth is that some of the people who sell the best are the people who don't worry about themes because they're just producing popcorn entertainment. Um, and if you're wanting to do popcorn entertainment, themes are a bonus, but your general theme, as promised by the label on the genre spine, adventure, excitement, romance... That could be all the theme you need. If you add extra themes to it, then it's a bonus. Now, it could be a really cool bonus. For example, the Star Wars films. Let's just take the first three. The label on the spine is Star Wars. It's space fantasy, right? Wars in space! But what it is is a family saga. And so, even though it's got a kind of deceptive label on the spine... You have all sorts of themes, not just about... There, there's actually all sorts, I say. There's three basic themes. There's good and evil, there's the relationship between fathers and sons, and there's the value of friendship. Those are the three themes that run through the first Star Wars series. Um, the Indiana Jones movies, and I'm, these are coming to mind because I'm just, I've just been showing them to a Zoomer friend who had never seen them growing up, so I've just rewatched them. Uh, the Indiana Jones films, uh, the themes are all over the place, right? It's action and adventure on the tin. The first one, the theme is really, genuinely, about uh, the Jewish people taking revenge on the Nazis. Um, that's what Raiders of the Lost Ark is about. 
The theme of the Temple of Doom is women are crazy and irritating, and thank God they've just divorced us both. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a great adventure, but the, there's a reason that the, uh, the Temple of Doom's female lead is so annoying. It's because both Spielberg and Lucas were going through a divorce at the time. <laughs> and there's a reason that the story is so dark... And that the action is so nonstop and that Indiana Jones is so hyper-masculine. It's the theme running through the story is men bonding to, in this case, short round in Indiana, men bonding together in order to deal with the lack of good women in their lives. Mm. And it's mirrored at all sort, probably unintentionally based on what I've read about the, uh, uh, the development of the screenplay, it's mirrored on all sorts of levels, right? There's the silly masculine hum- uh, uh, junior high humor with the gross-out stuff in the, in, the, in the banquet. There's the fact that the children have all been stolen, um, and the children all want to get back to their families. Yeah, so the whole thing, the whole film is thematically a meditation on the loss of family and on men finding themselves in the advent of the loss of family. And the third Indiana Jones film is about the relationships between fathers and sons. And mirroring that in a weird cosmic way, you've got the relationship between Indiana and his father. You've also got the relationship between his father and God. Right, so there's like this three, three-tier father-son relationship going on. And then it's mirrored on the other side by Ilse's relationship to the Nazi party and to Donovan and other stuff like that. Mm. And so having those themes is one of, the th- one of the reasons that the Crystal Skull doesn't work very well is it's thematically, there's just nothing there. It's, it's mishmashy. There's a bunch of ideas, but there's no strong theme. So having a good, strong theme will elevate an adventure story. But not having a good, th- strong theme will not kill an adventure story or a romance or anything else like that. And as you've talked about with those stories, the themes were not always intentional, so you mm-hmm. don't need to worry about putting in a good theme. Yep. Now, if you're finding that you wish your stories had stronger themes and they don't, what is probably going on, I'm going to take a wild leap here, and suggest that probably you, the author, are depressed. Because depression empties your uh, emotional and, for lack of a better word, spiritual reserves of strong emotion and the ability to, th- to feel deeply. So if you're finding that your themes are, f- that your stories are thematically flat and you're kind of wishing that they weren't, what you have to do is you got to bleed a little. Especially if you're fighting depression or if you're medicated for depression, because that flat the medication for depression flattens your affect, but it reduces your distress about your flattened affect. It, it flattens your affect at a higher level than the depression does, and then it reduces your stress about that. But one of the side effects is you have trouble feeling things deeply. So one of the tricks is to push yourself emotionally around the time that you're writing. Some people can't cope with it while they're writing. It's a little too upsetting. But, you know, a few hours before you write, you deliberately go into music or art or uh, some kind of religious practice or a series of thoughts and memories that really stir up your deep emotions in ways that hurt. And not all 
hurting emotions are painful. Some of them are very happy, but there's a wistfulness because that was then and this is now. Some of them are hilarious, but what you want, every emotion when it's turned up too loud hurts. And if you're wanting to get your themes sharpened and you can't figure out how and you used to do it very well, try turning up your emotions till they hurt and then writing either in the peak of that or in the come down from it while it's still resonating around in your skull. And expect that the next day is going to be a very exhausted one until you get used to this as kind of an emotional exercise, and it will wear you out. But it will very likely make your fiction much sharper emotionally and thematically. So that's what I got for you. Good luck. And we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty McKeon and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners. Join the conversation, submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat, or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.